Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Tokus, you notice a glint in Shava's eye. I don't feel so good, Tokus. He sprouts fur and transforms into this enormous <sighs> rat man. Captain Clapton does manage to land another solid blow. Captain Clapton just took me down. <laughs> Shava begins to transform back into his old self. What's happening to me? What have I become? And I just run through the wall down the street and use my ranger skills to hide my tracks. We follow Shaba. Stripey could find him, maybe. Due to Shaba's ranger abilities, he loses the trail. Shaba had a bit of a mental breakdown. Oh, dear. We don't know where he is. He's probably off seeking some person whom he thinks can console him. <gasps> Conan the Librarian! Almar, you and Conan are his two best friends in the whole world. If he didn't come to you, he surely went to Conan. Well, he hasn't come here, so I guess it's worth a try. It's time to go to the library. to the library. You know what? Even if Shaba's not there, maybe we could uh, ask... Um, I almost called him Conan, too. What is his name? It is Conan. <laughs> Pretty sure it, it's Conan. It is Conan? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Malin. Mal- Let's Mal- have Malin check us out a book about were-ratism and getting in tune with your inner were-rat um, exercising the were-rat demons, you know. Yeah. Like, we either stuff. need to figure out how to give Shaba access to these new powers, or we need to take them away. Okay. But we can't let him have them, because then he'd be evil and... Stuff. Yeah, exactly. We can't let him rampage the town with his latent new abilities. That's right. Yep. So we head to the library, and I will continue to ping for Shaba as we walk. So we stop in and see Malwin. All right. You get to the library, you find him. Malwin! Have you seen Shaba? Please, please. I haven't, little ones. Blast. We're just looking for Shaba. So you're not here to ask my wisdom on any particular matter today? Well, that too, actually. Do you have any books on lycanthropy? Asking for a friend, hashtag. (laughs) Certainly. There should be some over in that section and over there. Oh, the lycanthropy section. Thank you for pointing that out. Aisle 6, shelf 17, the highest point. All right. Uh, do we have a ladder? Is there a ladder? No, but we have each other. Like one of those, like, a ladder on wheels? Yeah, they have one that slides along the whole length of the library. All right, so, Aslo, why don't you get on my shoulders? Okay. All right, we use the ladder. Uh, actually, you're the smart one, so I'll let you climb up there and, and find their best book. Sure. I will make an arcana history. I think you can just look. What kind of a check am I making? What are you trying to find, really? I'm trying to find either a book on taming your inner were-rat or <laughs> ways to exercise yourself of were-ratism. We've already covered all this in the past sessions. You know everything <laughs> that you're going to be able to find out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I want to check out were-rat and you. Lycanthropy <laughs> <laughs> and you. All right, uh, I roll a 21 if it's a history or arcana check. You find a book that's like the memoirs of someone who was unwillingly turned into a lycanthrope and later recovered. 
Perfect. All right, so I pour over the book. Uh-huh. Doka's is speed reading this thing. Wait, we, we can just check it out. We'll take it with us. They don't really like people checking things out. Remember, you have to leave behind collateral. Yeah, yeah, let's just... Here, I'll tear it in half. You read the back half. I'll read the front <laughs> half. It'll be, it'll be a cinch. You don't like people tearing their books in half either. <laughs> What's wrong with these librarians? So we're both, like, reading it. I'm, like, reading it backwards from the, across the table, and, like, Aslo's reading it frontwards. Perfect. It's really hard. Uh, yeah, I think we don't find anything new, right? Not really, just that this guy seems to have been affected by it, and he struggled with its temptations all throughout the month after his initial manifestation, but it only overpowered him when the moon was at its strongest. So he's going to have were-at tendencies, but not transform. Mm. Interesting. So he'll have a proclivity for cheese... A lust for flesh. Okay, interesting, interesting. Okay. All right, well, thanks, Melwin. <laughs> Put the book back. Thank Melwin. And head to the Sapphire Saber. As you're in the northern section of Lower Castle Town, Shaba is slowly being dragged down the street, and he receives one of your pinged messages. Shaba, Shaba, if you can hear me, please, please respond. We just want to be your friend. I don't. <laughs> huh? Shaba? Is that you? Shaba, Shaba, is that you? <laughs> why, why do we have to be quiet? I don't understand. Okay, so you get no response. I don't say anything back. <laughs> Shaba, why did you just say, I don't say anything back? That's weird. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was saying that to the DM. <laughs> Who's the DM? <laughs> what is this DM you speak of? Shaba, listen, we've made a grievous error. By allowing you to run off like a like a small child, like a scared animal. <laughs> because you're not you're not either of those things, Shabba. You're not a small animal or a scared child. Or the reverse. Hey hey, As- Asla, can you tell him I said hi? Oh hey, to- uh, Toka says hi, by the way. Shaba, <laughs> we we need you. You are our big, biggest and tallest person in our party. If you don't have your tallness around, then what are we? What yeah, are we? Don't, don't let him know that like we have a lot of the roles in the party covered. Like that we don't actually need him. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Captain Clapton to join instead. Yeah, <laughs> he is pretty awesome. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Shaba, please, please tell us where you are. You must be within 120 feet. <laughs> I don't want to talk. <laughs> I, I say to Tokus, Tokus. Run around and see if you can find him. <laughs> Run around in a huge circle. Yeah. <laughs> you go this way, I'll go that way. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll load up the sleep vial and I'll launch it in the direction you think that he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. That's not what I said. Don't you have a flare vial that you can launch into the sky to brighten up the place? Firebolt could always send off little candlelight flames. I, I feel like firebolting in the middle of town is frowned upon. <laughs> it lands on the old woman's roof The one that we always run into when she's getting her groceries So you start running around Looking for him? Yeah, we both do Eventually, you do indeed find him Being dragged down the main street Between lower and upper castle towns <laughs> Shava, there he is he got three guards that are pulling him along the ground At a snail's pace Because he's just limp and heavy And weighed down with everything Seems to be kind of dragging in the cracks of the pavement as he goes along getting stuck every few feet. <laughs> I'm essentially in a catatonic state right now. I'm just staring into the sky. This is like that time we tried to get him on the boat. You're right. 
What did we do when, he, when we tried to get him on the boat? Do you remember? Uh, I'm pretty sure I charmed him and then uh, sort of tricked him into going. Oh, well, this is one of those times. You could charm him and trick him into forgetting that he's a were-rat. Ah, that's true. We, uh, we approach the guards. Excuse us, guards! Yes, we're a little bit busy here. What seems to be the problem here? This man was found crying in front of the castle and wouldn't leave. <laughs> uh, so we're taking him away from there. Okay, well, if that's the case, uh, then you can just, just leave him with us. We'll take him from here. Yeah, he's not a threat to society or anything. We promise. We look down and see your Sapphire Saber badges. And they, All right, he's one of yours anyway. Take him off our hands. And they just drop him on the ground. Ah, thank you. He, is he, like, hit his head? <laughs> Knocks me out. <laughs> okay, so, so Tokus, like, heroically gets under him and catches him before he hits his head. <laughs> In slow motion. And then, like, violin music cues. Yeah, and, like, as I'm holding your head, which is, like, basically, like, both of my arms, like, struggling to hold, hold this ginormous Goliath head, I say, I look down and I say, Shaba, it's okay that you hurt us, because you're hurt, too. We're all hurt together. In fact, we might all be were-rats together, living in the sewers, but at least we'd be together, and we could bite uh, Stripey, too, at that point, if you wanted him to be with us. <laughs> I look back up at Tokus, and I say... <laughs> I don't remember reading any symptoms about the were-ratism, like, making him dumber. No, I don't either. Something's really, really happening to you, Shaba, and I'm worried about it. We need to get you some help. We need to get some real help. All right, so we take him to the... Um, <laughs> like, excuse me, God, can you help us carry this, man? <laughs> we take him to see a therapist. <laughs> Tokus is strong enough that he can drag you. Yeah, so we drag him to the Sapphire Saber. You're close enough already. We drag him another 100 feet or so. <laughs> you enter the Sapphire Saber, and you see several people standing around just watching this delirious man being dragged in. What happened to him? Did some spell go awry? Is he dumbfounded? You could say that. Yeah, we need, uh, he just needs some help. We're not really sure what kind. Probably psychiatric, uh, probably therapeutic, <laughs> probably emotional and uh, mental and uh, physical as well. You could get him a prescription and then he's all good to go. Neuro neurotransmitters and all. Normally, us adventurers are a bit stronger-willed than that. We have to be for our line of work. I don't think those kinds of professions exist, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a psychiatrist on staff, sorry. Not even a shrink? Where's the witch doctor? You could always ask a fellow cleric to see if they could do something. Oh, yeah. Are there any on hand at the moment? Um, you could probably go to the tavern inside the guild and see if there are any there. Hmm. Okay. All right, we, we drag him to the tavern and maybe maybe getting him a drink with the drake is just what he needs. <laughs> the drake. So we, we hoist him up into one of the bar stools and kind of steady him. <laughs> Shaba, we need you to hold yourself up. This is tough. I eventually just slump over the bar into a seat. Just, like, laying on the bar, like, your face. like <laughs> My face in a puddle of ale. Do you think getting him alcohol will actually help? Uh, maybe, maybe we need something really strong to, like, snap him out of it. The drake is seeing and hearing all of this. You need something, some wake-up juice, huh? Yes, exactly. Yeah, whip us up one of those specialty drinks you make. Cocktails. <laughs> but, uh, is it still happy hour? Uh, no. Make us a drake shake, would you? <laughs> we got some good fire punch. Light them right up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 
He grabs several bottles from behind the counter and starts pouring in things, mixing, puts in all these liquids and powders and slimes and all sorts of not very nice looking things into this <laughs> fancy concoction and then... There's like a puff of smoke. Shakes out just about one shot glass worth and sets it down in front of you. <laughs> That'll be nine gold, please. <laughs> <laughs> Super concentrated. And says, this is pretty powerful stuff, so of course... And drink at your own discretion. Six gold for it. Six gold? <sighs> Guaranteed to do the trick, though. <laughs> All right. Aslo pulls six gold out of his uh, personal funds and stares at the coins in his hand and then looks over at Shaba and then looks back at the coins in his hand. Wait, you're not using party money for this? Uh, I guess I could, couldn't I? If it's for the good of the party, right? It's, it is for the good of the party. Okay. All right. I'll put those coins back, take six gold out of party gold and uh, hand that to him. He takes the coins and helps you lift up Shaba's head so that he can... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tokus, you hold open his mouth, and I'll pour this in. All right, Shaba, this is for your own good. It's the best medicine that we could find. And we proceed to pour the shot glass down his throat. Woo! Holy hairy moon whiskers! Woo! The, the, the Ram Lord has <laughs> smiled upon you? You see small specks of literal fire shooting out of your mouth as you're coughing. Shaba, you're back. What was that stuff? <laughs> what was it called, Drake? Fire punch in the throat? Fire whiskey or something? Fire punch. Fire punch, yeah. You know, when these kinds of things happen, the best thing to do is just go on another adventure, and we don't really want the teleport quest to, like, go away. So, Shaba, what do you say? You gonna get back with the band? Look around. Where? Oh, we're in the... Is this the Sapphire Saber? That it is. How did we get here? I'm trying to remember. I remember last night. Well, okay. We have to catch you up to speed again. I remember last night. I remember running running off. I remember going to the castle. Yeah. You were uh, you were so excited to go on to this quest that you just ran all the way here. You must have just worn yourself <laughs> out and fallen asleep. Maybe that's why. You can't, can't remember. Yeah, we got you some of the strong stuff so you could be ready for this adventure. Yeah. I don't think they'd let you teleport if you were all depressed and stuff still. <laughs> no <laughs> inebriated teleporting. Yeah, do they have pre-flight checks, safety checks before you do that teleportation stuff? <laughs> Keep all hands inside the portal at all times. Got to be careful that you don't get a TUI. <laughs> teleporting, yeah, right. Um, I'm I'm sorry, guys, but I don't think I can I don't think I can go with you. Ah, come on, Shala. Uh Aslo, there's something in the contract about this. He's technically imbibing. Check uh, section G16. Oh, okay, yeah. He's not allowed to excuse himself from an adventure just because he's been drinking. <laughs> oh, that's right, okay. I forgot that was in there. <laughs> no, Tokus, it's not because I've been drinking. Yeah, but you're not sober, so we can't take anything that you say as fact at the moment. I'm very, very sober right now, okay? Just... Give me a moment to collect my thoughts, and I will... I'll explain. Please do. You don't understand, Tokus. Shaba, I understand perfectly. You you didn't ever want to hurt your friends. But I'm telling you, 
we understand that you're really sensitive to this stuff, even though that we're not at all. Like, if it was me that turned into a were-rat, I probably would still be running around and enjoying my new powers. But that's not who you are, Shaba. Well, don't get me wrong. The powers are awesome. They're great. But I, this has changed me. I don't, I don't understand myself anymore. This is, I'm someone different than I, than I thought I was. Hmm. After I lost my tribe way back years ago, you know, I've told you that whole story. You didn't tell us the whole story, though, Shava. Well, I told myself that Stripey and I were better off alone. That's why I spent so long wandering through the wilderness. And then when I met the two of you, I was really hesitant, but I took a risk, and I opened up my heart to you. And for a while, I thought we were really becoming a true family. You and Aslo, you you guys were like my my brothers, my real, my real family. And But I was foolish... To think it could be different this time. One thing has become abundantly clear. Everyone I love gets hurt. The people that I strive most to hold on to, I just lose in the end. I am a danger to you both, and that's the truth. I'm no more worthy to have a family now than I ever was in my younger days, especially now that I've become this creature. What am I supposed to do? I can't go to bed every night wondering if I'll wake up in the middle of the night and murder you both in your sleep. I can't live like that, Tokus. You both are better off going forward without me. You're right. We'll probably chain you up every night while you're <laughs> with us. While you're with us. No, Shabby, you need to understand something. And, and Tokus uh, looks at Aslo and hopes that he gives me an inspiration for this because uh, I'm going to try to convince Shaba <laughs> that his sob story isn't the saddest story in the party. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. There's still Goliaths that walk this earth, Shaba. One day, I foresee that you're going to return to them. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make that roll. 14 minus 2. Persuasion. <laughs> Shaba, one day, you might be able to return to your people, to your mother, to your sister, to your tribesmen. They're not dead, okay? It's not the same as me. There'll never be another Rathgaunt Hills gnomes. They're gone forever. And, and maybe, like, there's, like, zombie versions of them wandering about. That's not the point. The point is, you have a future. We just have to get you some mental help and maybe some new friends. And, and maybe, <laughs> maybe before we go on this teleport quest, you need to go hang out with Almar. And he's the one you should be getting a drink with. And you should hang with the kids. And then you go fishing or something. I don't know. How much time do we have before this teleport quest? I asked the Drake. Uh, probably a matter of hours. Yeah, okay, let's let's maximize this time. Why don't you go take a... Can, Aslo, can you have like a two-hour vacation? Uh, <laughs> let's lot. make it an hour and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hour and 25 minutes at best. You just really need to talk to your friend about this stuff. Like, it's obvious to me that you haven't resolved some of these issues of loss and I'm, again I'm not trying to say that my loss is like greater than yours even though like body count wise technically you know, you know it is, it is. <laughs> I mean like you know, whole race almost extinction but you've been traumatized that's obvious to me I've been traumatized too like we're brothers in that right and like Aslo's a murderer like we're we're all oh, traumatized in different ways <laughs> you said that in the middle of the chat Drake's right there <laughs> it's nobody you know about Drake don't worry about it so anyway okay. it was for a quest <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this, Tokus. What's worse, not having a people to go back to or knowing that your people are there but not truly being one of them anymore? 
what makes you think that they wouldn't accept you, Shaba, as you are? And th- we might get you cured. There's hope. We've already discovered that once lycanthropy hits, there's no stopping it. And clearly Kavaki has forsaken me. That's another thing. I've given my whole life to serve the Ramlord, and now he leaves me like this. You're, you're, re- you're recounting your Kavakism? Why should any of that matter anymore? I'm not who the Ramlord sculpted out of the stones of the mountain. I'm not that person anymore. Shaba, what if we cured you of this disease once and for all? If that were even possible, then maybe I could begin to think about starting anew. But I don't think it is. There, I mean, there was that one place in town. There were like the five places in town. But you just renounced your Kavakiism. Like, that was what was holding us back from that one place. No, we clearly said that <laughs> once the lycanthropy has taken hold, once it has happened, there is no known cure for it. We, we established that. You can cure mm-hmm. it if it's on its way, but after you have it, even the gods can't take it away. All right, so I'm going to unfurl the scroll of notes. Shaba, there's hope. We read this book about a guy, a man who was a lycanthrope, but he still managed to lead a relatively normal life, except for, you know, every 30 days, 30, 31 days. <laughs> and he got cured. It was in the memoir. Uh, yeah, how did he get cured again? Let's look at these notes. Hmm. <laughs> it was probably the same way that any of the temples that we talked to yesterday said they would cure him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Shaba, according to what Edlam said, you're only fully gone if you give in to these weird thoughts you're having. I mean, like, you probably, like, smell everything, and, and you're craving all the flesh that's around you, and warm mm-hmm. bodies, and cheese. Even yours right now. Your throat looks incredibly tasty. <laughs> as long as you can suppress those thoughts, we won't lose you. We'll never lose you, Shaba. Just because you have this disease doesn't mean it defines you. Okay, because I thought that that was literally what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> right, from a D&D mechanic standpoint. Like, in your character sheet, you're, like, changing the alignment and changing yeah, the backstory. Yeah, I thought that I was now a Goliath templated with a wear. Like, your backstory just scratched out, and you're like, like, the backstory is, like, what just happened to you? Like, getting bitten and <laughs> right. transforming? New backstory. Uh, Shaba, not only is there hope that we can return you to uh, your former self, but I make it my personal tender toe guarantee that we will get you cured <laughs> at some point but does that come with its own stamp do you have like yes a little... i pull out the stamp and stamp your forehead with it oh perfect <laughs> that's what i was hoping you would do <laughs> it's gonna be okay shama is this like black ink with azo like with two thumbs up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a gold gold seal around it tokus adds a page to the contract yeah We'll get you fixed up, Shaba. It's going to be okay. Well, this is certainly hopeful news. And you know what really gets the blood pumping again? Teleporting. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, but another shot of that Jamba juice would not hurt. <laughs> that, Six uh, gold, that, Shaba. That throat punch juice uh, was real, real good. You know what? Why don't we all get shots of that stuff? Well, Fire. Let's, let's not get hasty, Tokus. Aslo's treat, right? <laughs> it's time to celebrate. I can be healed, and I didn't even know. Come on, Aslo, it's time to celebrate. Let's all be happy and celebrate. All right, all right, fine, let's do it. You know what? I'm going to help Drake make the, make the drinks. The Drake looks at you and says, I really don't recommend having a second shot of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That's oh, too bad. what the heck? It's a special occasion tonight. We'll be celebrating tomorrow. Wouldn't you be able to really hold your liquor as a large creature? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? 
Water's all around. That's the way we'll celebrate. (laughs) I splash it all over my face. (laughs) And the stamp gets all smudged and starts running. And it looks like I was wearing eyeliner. You were were pretty emotional this episode, Chava. Yeah, it's probably streaked all down my face now. (sighs) Yes, we did it. We got the feigned sigh. All right. Or a sigh of relief. It's still a sigh coming from you. You drink your celebratory water... (laughs) <laughs> All right. Full hydration. So are you going to go pick up your quest in Upper Castle Town? Yes. Mm, I reckon we are. And it is off to Lady Restuvius's manor. You reach the closed gates of Upper Castle Town and the guards eye you suspiciously. One of them seems to notice your bronze badges, then asks with a slight smile. On guild business for one of the nobles, someone asks you to fetch something for them. Ha-ha! Maybe. That's classified information. We can't share it with you, like. Yeah. Guild members only. Ah, uh, right, right. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just lets you in, opens up the gate. After following directions that you were given, you arrive at the estate. A grand three-story stone and wood structure with a wrought iron fence encircling a spacious yard full of meticulously maintained fruit trees. A light stream of smoke rises hmm. from one of the chimneys, and a gardener is at work picking the ripe fruits. A servant girl greets you at the gate and ushers you inside through a window-lit entryway that seems to extend most of the way up the structure, with the staircase circling its way up. She leads you to a small parlor, motions towards a satin-covered, thick-stuffed sofa, and says, The mistress will be with you shortly. Please, help yourselves. And she moves to a low table in front of the sofa and takes the lid off of a silver tray, revealing a collection of sweetbreads, and various other fancy delights wow. before curtsying and withdrawing through a side door. Oh, uh, but uh, wait, you don't happen to have any fruit punch from the trees outside, do you? I really like it. The fruits are not yet ready for drinking, unfortunately. Ah, oh, man, we'll have to come back next month. And they're nice and ripe. But please, help yourselves to what is here. Thanks. We do, at once. <laughs> Immediately. I'm hangry. As long as it's plain. You just start grabbing stuff. <laughs> just shove it in there's crumbs flying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looking around the room, it is certainly lavish, with several paintings hanging around the perimeter. Uh, an expensive-looking rug stretches from wall to wall, and glass-windowed cabinets filled with fine china and small decorative sculptures sit along the edges of the room. I say, hey, hey, Shaba, Shaba. Yeah. Applecore. Uh, Baltimore. Who's your friend? Tokus. <laughs> I throw it at Tokus's head. <laughs> what? I've never played this game before. <laughs> it's from a Donald Duck cartoon. Oh, that's great fun. Yeah. <laughs> it never made sense when I saw it there either. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't at all, really. If you have an apple corn, you're in a group of people, you say apple corn, and then the first person to say Baltimore, you say, who's your friend, and then they get to choose who you throw it at. Oh, uh, who you throw uh, the apple corn at. It's a reaction at. game to see who says it first. <sighs> like noses. <laughs> yeah, right. Except you specifically have to have an, an, an apple. Right. Yeah, totally. It's a very specific situation in life. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So we eat our fill. After several minutes, the main door opens again, and an elegant woman enters, wearing a long, flowing green gown with lace trim and a matching hat with a peacock feather in it. Mm. She appears to be in her 40s and holds her head and chest high with pristine posture, looking slightly down her nose towards you, even towards the Goliath in the party. Oh, my. She has to crane her neck pretty far back to look down her nose at me. <laughs> I apologize for the wait. 
And please pardon the dust. Those servants can be absolutely dreadful at times. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me. This lady's great. She settles into an overstuffed chair opposite the sofa and picks up a teacup, taking a small sip before continuing. You must be the ones the guild sent to pick up my orders, yes? We are. That's us, and we thumb out our badges off of our tunics. No sparkle, sparkle. The guild certainly is taking its time, isn't it? Oh, she's like the first ones to not say that we seem like we're not up to the task. Yeah, because she hasn't seen our work yet, Toka. <laughs> oh, right. That's why. Well, Tokus is really excited that she didn't diss us. Yeah, we're the artist and we still have our portfolio closed up in a book. We, we haven't opened it yet. It's kind of like, uh, what's the hairy dwarf lady's name? Elbert Glenhammer. Oh, yeah. Elbert, Elbert. yes. She was willing to give us half a chance until she saw how bad we screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like her guards were better than we we were. She had a really healthy beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did have a great beard. That's true. Yeah, it was one of the most lustrous beards I've ever seen on a female dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) That beard, though. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I pop our collective thought bubble about Elbrit and then bring us back (laughs) to the current situation. Um, yes, we are the ones that you have sent for, my lady. We are, uh, happy to retrieve these items for you. Well, I am glad to hear it. My name is Eleanor Restuvius. Ah. Ah, we've heard of you. As you are probably somewhat aware, I have commissioned three separate pieces from different makers spread across three towns in two countries. Whoa. Three what's from how many makers? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to take notes here. I'm still a little woozy from that throat punch stuff. Fire punch. The fire fire punch. Three separate pieces from different makers spread across three towns in two countries. I have arranged passage for you to Fithnilar, capital of Bathinter, through the Merchant Guild teleportation circle. The first item will be there in the hands of Sir Draknar, at the Amulet and Staff. The second will be with one Miss Arliel in Lessonrel, and the third will be in the town of Istoranda in Erinth, at the shop of Marlath Therensford. Dude, I am, like, <laughs> lost here. I'm trying to keep up, but all these names are so just... So, can you go back to three pieces commissioned? Uh... Th- three, yeah, three pieces of art in three towns in two, two countries. countries. Fithnilar, the, the capital, capital of Bethinter. Bethinter. Sir Draknar, the Amulet, the Amulet and Staff. staff. Miss Arliel Lessonrel something. Arliel in Lessonrel. And the third is in Easteranda in Erinth. I'm going to paste her whole paragraph into the chat after we're done here, so you can okay. read it at your leisure. <laughs> My fingers were starting to cramp. Who's the third person that we're meeting? So it's at the shop of Marlath Therensford. That was the part that got me. Marlath Therensford. Ford's shop at Easteranda in Erinth. Yes. Each object is exceedingly valuable and fragile, and must be treated with utmost care. Should anything happen to them, you will be held personally accountable. Mm-hmm. Also, I am told that one of them tends to interfere with the teleportation circles, so you will be forced to make the return journey on your own. Oh, some strong magic. So these items are magical in nature, then? I would ask that you refrain from prying into the details of what I have ordered. Ah, that is, after all, not any of your concern. You are correct, madam. Uh, one question that I would like to pry into, however. Um, what is the specific reason why you are not going to receive these items yourself? Oh, 
think I should stoop so low as to travel off and... No, no, no. That is what you are for. Oh, uh, yes. Right, okay. understood. That's us. We're workhorses. Typically, we would have our servants go and fetch these things for us <laughs> as well. But this time we've decided, because you are so highly esteemed, we will personally make this journey ourselves. Well, I should hope so. Does Aslo snap his fingers and summon Unseen Servant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have, like, the Unseen Servant feeding you grapes from earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man, I don't have that spell anymore either. Blast. Oh, dang, it's okay. All right, well, we're up. We're definitely up for the task, my lady. Are you up for us being up for the task? That is the question. <laughs> I trust the guild's judgment. Mm. Awesome. Excellent. We do too. Kinda. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did choose us. <laughs> Don't trust our own, though. We're bronze tier members. Did we mention that? Yeah. We know what we're doing. Just saying. You're wearing your badges, so. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that they've given us quest wise is like fetch, like retrieve kind of quests. Mm-hmm. And we still manage to mess <laughs> yep. those up. <laughs> Just walk a bunch of miles with these carts and don't do anything else. And somehow we can't even get that right. <laughs> can't imagine how this teleport thing is going to go. Now, in the past, my orders have had complications, but it is your job to ensure that everything arrives back safely. Of course. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what kind of complications? Various things. Just be prepared. Are any of these three pieces uh, heavy enough that we'll need to rent any sort of vehicle in order to carry them? No, no. They're all light. Okay. Just one moment. She stands up and walks over to a low vanity or something, opens a drawer, and pulls out three scroll tubes, which she then returns and hands to you. You notice that each one bears the same family crest, as well as a tag with a single letter, A, D, or T. Present these scrolls to the corresponding tradesmen, and they will provide you with the items. You're noting that down as well? Yeah. The objects that they give you are not to be taken out of their containers for any reason during the journey, as this could expose them to potential damage. That was going to be my next question. (laughs) Can we take a peek if we get real curious? Yeah, what if we're really, really careful with them? It gets exposed to sunlight and just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What if we hear one of the packages ticking or purring <laughs> for that matter? Or like weird energies emanating from them. I ask once again that you refrain from prying into these personal purchases of mine. As you say, my lady. She then also hands you a small metal plate with the symbol of the merchant's guild engraved on on one side and a series of runes on the other. She says, this will be your ticket to the teleportation circle. Hand that to the operator there. And they will see you safely to your destination. Hmm. All right. Now, it is quite the journey, so I'm not expecting you back immediately, but please be as prompt as you can. Hmm. I do not take kindly to being made to wait. I can understand that, my lady. Someone someone as wealthy as you should never have to wait for anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we just need one ticket for the four of us? Yes, that will cover all of your passage. Very well. Excellent. Are there any further questions? Or may I go back to my pressing matters? <laughs> may I return to lounging about the house <laughs> while my servants yeah. do my every bidding? Press all you want, lady. We're out. Let's get this thing done. <laughs> you notice her eyes linger a bit on the dirt that you have left behind on her sofa, mm, as well yes. as the crumbs of all of the sweetbreads and other things <laughs> that you spread everywhere. I reach over and casually brush the crumbs off of the couch onto the floor. <laughs> 
There's like a small like elf servant that comes out and like sweeps it into a dustpan immediately, like from under the couch. <laughs> yeah. And then I flip a copper coin to him and say, "Sorry about the mess." Oh yes, this will buy my freedom. <laughs> my freedom. <laughs> we may have found someone with a worse existence than Nibrin. I've been enslaved to you for five hundred years. <laughs> and he goes. He goes up to Lady Restuvius and holds the coin and goes, you see this? And then he slaps her in the face and goes, I'm free! Yeah, that didn't actually happen. But if it did happen, they'd have a worse existence than Nibbron. Yeah, that would be really cool if it did. Lady Restuvius stands up after you and escorts you to the door. Just pushes us out. Where she pulls a small metal bell off of a stand and rings it softly. A servant immediately comes running towards the door and says, yes, my lady. What if I told you about running in the house? <laughs> <laughs> and she like pulls a lever and we all fall into it. <laughs> My evil plan has come to fruition. <laughs> the heroes of the AAA team trapped within my grasp. <laughs> oh, wait. She was the leader of the cult. I knew I'd seen her somewhere. Oh, no, gang. We've got to find a way out of here. <laughs> Zoinks, Aslo. we got to get out of here. Like Zoinks, oh, Scoop. Man. It's like total spooksville down here. And then Stripey looks up at us and is like, Whoa. Let's split up, gang. <laughs> oh, so she gestures to the room behind her, says to her servant, See to that. <laughs> and to another servant, Will you escort these gentlemen out of the building? And the servant comes up, bows, and leads you obediently towards the door. Yeah, we'll follow. All right. Excellent. See, all the servants here are also nicely dressed, mm. and they don't seem mistreated or anything, just very busy. Do they all, like, wear wigs and have the little, like, handkerchief thing that hangs out of their shirt? <laughs> uh, no. They don't have the wig thing going. Different time period, I guess. It'll be all the rage in the future, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you can get ahead of the curve <laughs> yeah. on the fashion thing. Yeah, invest in wig making stat. I'm telling you. <laughs> um... Okay, yeah, we uh, we make our way out, and then um, I guess we make our way back over to the Merchant's Guild. You arrive at the guild, and after asking around, you find that the teleportation circle is housed in a separate structure from the rest of the guild. As you come up to it, you see that it is surrounded by stone walls and towers, built not to keep people out, but to keep people in. Oh. Hmm. At the moment, the gate is wide open, but a dozen guards stand ready to seal it and fight should an attacker materialize inside the chamber. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hmm. Never know who's going to come through that portal. Do we have to, like, take all the stuff out of our pockets when we walk through the metal detector? <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem to be checking anything for people departing. Actually, no one's using it at the moment, but there doesn't seem to be anyone stationed to do that. So you enter the chamber, Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. This is super cool, guys. Oh, it's so exciting. When you enter and see the circle itself... You notice that it somewhat resembles the one you found in the cultist's cave. What? Except that it is carved directly into the stone and much larger in scale, easily 20 feet across. The Merchant's Guild is part of the cult? <laughs> yeah, it is a similar style. It's either that or all teleportation circles just happen to look alike. Oh, I'm going to log that one away. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the whole jumping to conclusions thing. <laughs> <laughs> there are additional guards positioned around the room. And a man in robes stands next to a strange collection of knobs, gears, and crystals that were with a magical energy. Ooh. One of the men looks over at you and says, Do you have a pass? We have a key. Yes, we do. I hold up the metal disc. He 
takes the card, hands it to the man behind the contraption. The man behind the curtain. <laughs> the man behind the mirror. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of people come out and, like, fully dressed from head to toe in black, and all the lights go down, and they've got these little glowing things on their fingers, and they start waving their arms and spinning around in circles, and they're like, ooh, you're teleporting to a different place. <laughs> and then the guy's behind the curtain, like, pulling all these levers, and there's smoke coming out. They, like, start interviewing and asking us about the place that we were headed to, and then they're, like, building, like, a set as soon as we walk out. <laughs> yeah. So we, like, walk out. And it's just like a play version of like where we were supposed to be. <laughs> They're like finger puppets and uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome oh, to the, I'm the person you're supposed to meet with. Is this the item that you were looking for? I'm definitely not a cultist who's trying to steal Lady Restuvius's expensive stuff. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now that we've got that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we step into that teleportation circle and we get ready to teleport. The man takes the card and places it onto the device. Do we ask him for his name? <laughs> the teleport operator? This is Scotty. Snotty, <laughs> because he's from Nanept, so everything has ends in it from Nanept. Like, nope. I'd really like to know your name before you teleport us. I, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> letting you perform magic on me without a name. Hey guys, I kind of have to pee. Did everybody pee before we got on the teleportation? Oh no. We do have everything, right? Like, we got all our stuff? What if it's not instant teleportation? What if it's like that one anime where it's like, they said it was teleportation, but they actually have to go through, like, a different dimension that's between the two different worlds? Yeah, it's like a wormhole that takes, like, ten years. (laughs) We all pop out and we're old men. We took a wrong turn! (laughs) Oh my! That was a wild ride! May experience aging. So the man who has previously not looked directly at you says, I'm Elevard. Take your position, stand in the points indicated, and he points to several runes in the circle. Oh, I want this one, and Tokus stands on the... No, I want that one. I pushed you out of the way. <laughs> Fine, Aslo. I'll take this one. <laughs> now, boys, everyone gets their own circle. As you take your positions, Elevard begins to operate the device. The runes on the floor glow brightly, shafts of red light shining upward to the ceiling. Epic. Your vision slowly turns white. It feels as though you're suddenly thrown off a cliff, tumbling down through an expanse of nothingness. We have come to eat rations and slay monsters, and we are all out of rations. The Damage Guild Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to 2020, the Damage Guild Podcast's annual celebration. We hope you all had a wonderful Goatsgiving season, filled with plenty of good cheer, love, laughter, goat pudding, and revelry. My friends, it is an honour and a privilege to be here with you all for this wondrous occasion. We are so very pleased to be enjoying these delightful festivities, of which we may all partake together. The evening's activities shall include rock jumping, rock sculpting, rock throwing, and rock eating, followed, of course, by a rousing round of goat ball featuring our two distinguished teams, the Stone Slammers and the Mountain Punchers. Now, without further ado, Let the merrymaking commence.
A happy, happy, happy New Year to you all. And from all of us here at the Damage Guild podcast, we pray the shoulder of the Ramlord be always at your back. This is the Damage Guild podcast. A sickening vertigo overwhelms you and you struggle to keep yourselves from vomiting. Finally, after what seems like minutes in this state, you feel the sensation of solid ground once again beneath your feet, and your vision clears, revealing a stone chamber not unlike the one you just left, with guards stationed all around, now wearing the uniform of Bathinter. Where are we? That was super cool, guys. Can we go again? You're all still struggling with the sickness that has overcome you. Have a hard time staying on your feet. I don't feel so good. Stripey throws up on Tokus's boots. <laughs> I was going to say, do they give us puke bags? Would have been helpful. <laughs> They're like, hold this. We're like, why did you give us an empty bag? Oh, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it in a moment. <laughs> And then Stripey turns around and throws up on Aslo's feet. And then he starts eating it up, because that's what dogs do. Like, they'll puke, but then they eat it. <laughs> you're like, why did you do that? Stripey, you're disgusting. If you were just going to eat it anyway, oh like, why gosh. did you puke in the first place? All right, did anybody write down where we we're supposed to go and who we're supposed to talk to? Uh, I don't know. Let's just kind of wander around. I've got it right here, yeah, dude. It's right here. And then you open your palm and it's all sweaty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dang it. My, my palm pilot? Yeah, she said a lot of really long words, but I didn't really understand any of them. <laughs> Pretty sure we're supposed to go see Fifth Nalar in the capital of Bethinter. We are in the capital of Bethinter, I'm pretty sure. Fifth Nalar is the name of the capital of Bethinter. Oh, dang it, we got that all wrong. Oh, no. We just gotta go see Sir Drachnar. Sir Drachnar? At the Amulet and Staff. Oh. So, I'm gonna walk up to one of the guards after I finish vomiting. Can you Tell us where the staff and amulet is. Amulet and staff is? The amulet or the staff. Either one will work, I'm sure. We have important business there. Sure, I can give you directions, but first, I need to have you all check in here. Write down your information. We keep strict logs of who comes and goes in the city. Oh, if that's okay. That won't be necessary. You see, we're part of the Sapphire Saber. We're here on official business. Official guild business. That is. Ring! We don't recognize the Sapphire Saber here. What? It's very easily recognizable. It's a blue sign. Yeah, look. It's a sword, and it's blue. Wait, <laughs> you guys don't like the Sapphire Saber? You're saber haters? I didn't say we don't like it. We simply don't recognize any... They have no authority here. Huh. Oh, wow. Well, that makes me feel like half a person. Thanks a lot. Shaba finds his identity through the guild since leaving the tribe. Please, it's a simple process. Just fill out these forms, and if you can't read, there's someone will assist you. What if I can read, but I just choose not to? <laughs> can I get someone to help me with my form? What if Shaba can't actually write, but you can chisel, so like you ask for a stone tablet, and you're like... <laughs> yeah, can I have stone instead of paper, please? Chisel out your answers. The forms ask you all sorts of questions, just like what your name is, what your business is in town. Where were you for the last four years? Have you ever committed a felony? Have you brought any materials on board that might be considered biohazards? Animals that aren't indigenous to this region. Are you planning on selling anything? Like stripey? Mm, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like fairly standard customs type things. Mm-hmm. And after a few minutes, they let you through. Okay. okay. Good work, Shaba, making them bored of us. We were able to smuggle Stripey in. All oh, right. And they give you directions to the amulet and staff. 
The capital of Bethinter, Fithnalar, is clouded with a dark smog from the forges, and the forest has been cleared around the area out to several miles. So carts of ore, fuel, and smelted ingots frequent the streets, pulled by men, dwarves, or beasts of burden. The streets are covered with a light layer of gravel ground into the mud through the passage of countless feet. The ground is wet from a recent rain, but the gravel keeps you from sinking too far as you walk. Following the directions you have been given, you arrive at a small shop that seems somewhat out of place in this industrial city, with its various trinkets and curios on the shelves, and little in the way of customers. A man in his forties is tinkering with something behind the counter, but looks up as the doorbell rings when you enter. He politely nods to you as you walk in, and places whatever it was working on behind the counter and below the desk, out of sight. Welcome to the Amulet and Staff, good sirs. Please, feel free to take a look around and ask me if you have any questions. You wouldn't happen to be Draknar, would you? I am indeed. The Draknar? Now you leave me wondering where you've heard of me. Uh, we're looking for you. Yeah, there's a bounty on your head. Uh, <laughs> we like to collect. <laughs> then I punch him in the face and we jump him. Uh, uh, actually, your reputation precedes you, Draknar. We've just heard that you're a really cool guy. Well, I am pleased to hear it. <laughs> Please, if you have anything that you would like to purchase, I'd be more than happy to sell it to you. Man, guys, his personality is just so contagious. I want to buy everything in the store. Tokus <laughs> just like starts taking things off the walls. Yeah, we heard how awesome you are. And everybody was right. Why, thank you. Do you have, like, a battle mage's staff? Or, like, can we check out your wares? As I said, feel free to take a look around. Okay. Is there, like, something along those lines? It seems like all sorts of strange contraptions. A lot of them seem almost gnomish in their design. But it's kind of like trinkets and interesting inventor bits and pieces here and there. There any jetpacks? No jetpacks. No jetpacks. Oh, man. He has set up at the back of his shop, filling the entire back wall, a large water clock. Mm. Drips of water run through it and through this complicated series of mechanisms, turning gears and twisting things. And eventually it comes out showing the time on a dial on the front. This is fascinating. I give Tokus a half-hour lecture on time. <laughs> Tokus listens to every word while he watches the water flowing through the apparatus. Shaba, you know so much about this. You really do have the highest wisdom in the party. It's true. <laughs> you, you know a great deal about time and time management and how to spend one's time in life. Time passes and we are but a part of it, as I like to say. Sir Draknar, I mean Mr. Draknar, do you have a formal title by which we can address you? It's Sir Draknar. Sir Draknar is fine, or just Draknar, either way. <laughs> All right, well, we are here on an errand. We are mere errand boys of no import whatsoever. Yep. <laughs> and we have been sent by Her Gloriousness, Lady Eleanor Restuvius, to retrieve a valuable item she has purchased from you and return with it. <laughs> what if it's the clock? <laughs> oh, there's no chance. There's no hope that it makes it back. But she said we wouldn't have to rent a vehicle. I say, Sir, Sir Draknar, your name does start with a D, does it not? <laughs> yes. Ah. Then I believe this is for you. And I pull out the scroll tube with the letter D inscribed on it and hand it to him. Ah, yes. As you hand him the scroll case, he pauses briefly, biting his lip, and he starts speaking again before even breaking the seal. Well, you see, uh, it turns out I'm not quite ready for the delivery. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was, or I almost was. But uh, just a few days ago, someone broke into my workshop and stole the last piece I needed to finish the job. 
It's nothing irreplaceable, but it will take time to order a new one, and wait for its production and eventual arrival. As I'm sure you are aware, my lady does not take kindly to delays. No, she does not. She made as much very clear to us. Could you ship that to us, to where we're going? I'm afraid the pieces installing it, it would not work out to have someone else do it. Could we arrange a drone delivery once it's ready? (laughs) (laughs) To use Amazon two-day shipping. Do you have Amazon Prime? It's a real question. I believe it would be much faster, and to all of our benefits, if there were a way to possibly retrieve the one that was stolen? Uh, well, we've been known to retrieve things. I even have a pretty good idea of where it might have ended up. Really? You know who stole it from you? Well, I don't know for sure. However... There is a traveling carnival of entertainers, traders, and the like that passes through town on occasion. Among its members are those who deal in all sorts of curiosities, much the same as I, but they tend to be much less scrupulous in their dealings. They'll swindle anyone who isn't careful. More often than not, they claim powerful magics that their products do not actually possess. Mm. Things also have a penchant for going missing when they're around. Hmm. So, seeing as how they've only been in town for a few days, and that's when the item disappeared, they are the most likely suspects. Well, I think this would be a good time, Aslo, and I nudge Aslo, for us to hand out a business card. We're certainly for hire. Yes. Our rates are competitive. They're very reasonable. (laughs) Very reasonable indeed. I hand him a card. Getting back stolen merchandise is something we specialize in. Don't worry. For the right price, we'll get it right back for you. Lady Restuvius's men have always been able to handle any necessary tasks before. (laughs) I assumed you would be able to do this as part of your work. No, I assure you, we are not those men with whom you are familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you just told us that you have another one coming soon, so, I mean... I haven't put in the order yet. It would take some time to even get the message out. Yes, our payment covers simply visiting you, retrieving the item, and returning. Any additional work that needs to be done would require... I mean, I'm sure you've sold this particular item to Lady Restuvius at a profit, so perhaps you would be willing (laughs) to share said profit so that we could both be compensated for our time. Aslo, has it been 60 seconds yet? Surely we've been talking with him for 60 seconds now. Also, as you recall, Lady Restuvius did say that if there are any troubles or whatever is on you to make sure everything is returned safely to her. Uh, Mm. It is on me to charm this person to make sure that he pays us for our time. (laughs) (laughs) It's all up to you, Aslo. I would like to try to do as much. He did seem really charismatic in the store. I bet he does have a high charisma. Yeah. Like, he he was basically selling me this whole shop. (laughs) Uh, That would be a 14 persuasion check. No, Lady Restuvius assured me that any troubles I might come across would be dealt with. I'm afraid I don't have large enough profit margins to split it with you. I see. Well, that's why they call us the Sapphire Saber after all, isn't it, boys? Any problem, it's too big to handle. I mean, (laughs) the opposite of what I just said. No problem is too big to handle. Or if there are problems, we'll slice them in half? Is that? Yeah, something like that. that. Why they call them We'll we'll slice your profit margins in half. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's the the same. (laughs) The most accurate thing you've said tonight. I mean, we've sliced Albert's profit margins, that's for sure. 
<laughs> that's true we were like mathy enough for her like well if you just hired the next tier up yeah. i mean you would have you would have kept your right. supplies if you lost four crates that would be like hiring the highest tier up <laughs> <laughs> well say no more sir draknar we're on the case but Shaba, wait this is the perfect opportunity draknar why aren't the sapphire savers appreciated in your town capital city i've heard of them before but they are a local ormag guild are they not uh we've been to other branch offices i suppose so uh we're the away team so what what uh what guild do you guys have that's local i'm not aware of any adventurers guilds in this town hmm you should really get one and join the league i mean it's 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 pretty cool <laughs> Like, they're, like, tournaments we, like, send select guild members from one city to battle another. You never heard of this? <laughs> Tok- or, Tokus is totally making this up. Or maybe <laughs> even better, perhaps we could convince the powers that be in the Sapphire Saber to plant a local branch here. Mm-hmm. It would be a little bit of outreach, you know, to to spread the game. Yeah, there is, like, really convenient teleportation circle. <laughs> I mean, where there are people, there are quests to be done, right? Presumably. In any case, let us not take up any more of your time, Sir Jacknar. We will investigate these traveling carnies, of which you have given us a great description. Although, we are missing one description, and that is of the item in question. I was just about to say. Ah. What I'm looking for is a small box with several gears poking out of it on various sides. The gears turn continuously without winding, so you should certainly recognize it when you see it. Mm. The carnival is camped, fortunately, not too far outside of town. If you head northeast about half a mile, you'll see their tents set up. And what do they call themselves? Gaidawa's Glamorous Gallivanters. Interesting. They put on many performances in this region, but they only stick around for a week or two at most, so I don't imagine that they will be here much longer. So we'll have to gallivant with them quickly, is what you mean. Indeed. Or we get tickets, and we pretend to be esteemed fans, get their autographs, and then with their signatures, go to the authorities saying, hey, they signed this, it's like a contract that basically says they have to, like, return the stolen goods, like, on the backside of what we get their autograph on. (laughs) We'll write it in invisible ink and have them sign at the bottom. It's an affidavit acknowledging that they have stolen from Sir Draknar, and that they must return the stolen goods immediately. You can make invisible ink, Tokus. Don't sell yourself short. But I am short, Chava. <laughs> I'm not particular about how you go about retrieving the box, although I can't say I enjoy the thought of bloodshed. I just ask that you not tell them I asked you to retrieve it for me. I'd rather not end up the target of any further hostilities. Mm. Okay. Draknar, last question. Do you have any sweet staves or amulets we could borrow for this little side mission? Yeah, you know, Tokus, that brings up a great point. As I recall, the fault of having this particular item misplaced lies on Sir Draknar here. Perhaps there is a way that he could make it up to us for the fact that we are going out of our way. Well, I didn't say to keep, just to borrow. I think it'd be kind of cool to like go on a little side mission. Oh, Tokus, and- please, don't undersell yourself. You are a valuable part of this company, and I think you should be remunerated for your incredible contributions. What do you say, Sir Draknar? We're going to be going up against some spellcasters. It'd be nice if we had some like anti-spellcaster tech. I- Perhaps a fine discount on your wares. I'm- or an Amulet of spell resistance, plus one. (laughs) I don't generally cater to adventurers, so I'm not certain that there's anything here that would particularly suit your interests or needs. 
Perhaps once you've retrieved the item, I would be willing to give you a small discount, should something suit your fancy. Oh. No, like, boots of water walking, or... Oh, like, yeah, amulet of underwater breathing, so we can do that one quest. Yeah, or like a fork that chills your salad for you, something yeah. like that. Or Wait, what about what? a portable version of that water <laughs> clock, so we'll always know when it's time to fight. Yeah. Any of that will do. You know what? I'm going to let you sit and think on it. Yeah, you think on that. Yeah, exactly. Think about what you've done, Sir Drachnot. <laughs> in the meantime, we've put in our requests. We'll be back in a little bit. And we will expect that you have thought through your contribution to this mission. I will give it some thought. We're going to go get some food. Wait, we need food because we just puked everything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we just puked our guts out after the teleportation rides, and we were real hungry. I really wish they told us about those side effects. We wouldn't have gotten food, too, at the, at the Sapphire Sabers. Yeah. I had just eaten a chili dog right before we got on, on the ride, too. Yeah. And you know, now that I think about it, I still have to pee. And then we'll go investigate <laughs> these carnival freaks. We will make haste. To bring them to justice. And they can get decent jobs and contribute to society. <laughs> but not after we slaughter every last one of them. <laughs> Except the animals. No animals will be harmed. And slaughtering every last one of them is just a euphemism for crushing their dreams of being performers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will buy tickets and heckle them from the audience until they're so demoralized they can't possibly perform any longer. Or we'll just get that pretend witch to curse them too. Oh, yeah. Or Aslo can dress up like a witch and pretend to curse them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say no more, Sir Draknar. Stop wasting our time. <laughs> we must go at once. <laughs> Triple A team, away! away! Yeah, see you, Draknar. Draknar.